This is Health Matters with Sipla. Hey everybody, welcome back to Health Matters with myself, Ryan O'Connor, in association with Sipla now. Uh, this week's guest is special, so special to have her on this podcast. An international hockey player, to say the least. I mean, 167 international caps representing South Africa at the Women's Hockey World Cup and the Tokyo Olympic Games. Ladies and gents, currently a co-captain of our national uh, team, also a digital brand manager and strategist at Total Sports. All of that, I can only be talking about one person, Juanita Bobs. How are you? That sounded like a mouthful. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. It's so, it's so nice to be here at this, at Zipla and, and to join you today. It is. It's lovely to have you here. Um, when did you discover that you were actually pretty good with a hockey stick in your hand? Wow. It's actually been a fruitful journey. Um, I started playing hockey in grade three. Okay. I think that's the age of 10. Yeah. And you don't realize at the time that your life's going to change. Yeah. Like when you pick up a, sure. a stick or you kick the ball. Yeah. No, but it, it's it's been fantastic. I mean, I picked up the stick in grade three and it just felt so natural to me. I was a very quiet, shy kid. But when the, with the stick in my hand and on the field, I was like outspoken. I'd show with my actions. Yes. I'd, I just really enjoyed it. I was such a dad school as well. So every Saturday I would say, bye mom. Off of dad. dad to the sports field every single Saturday. I would I would go with him to the hockey field. He belonged to a club called Central Hockey Club, yes. and I was there from eight in the morning till the floodlights went off. <laughs> and even then, you were probably still out. Your dad was going enough where we yes, go exactly. And I and I used to watch the senior players. Um, so ta- like such talented hockey players at the clubs. I used to watch them play. I was too scared to join the club at first, so I just used to play on the field between halftime breaks and play with the kids. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm get- um, I really like enjoyed the sport. And then at home, when I'd get home, I'd play in my garage. We had this long garage with cement floors and it actually makes you feel like you have faster hands than you do. Yes. And I used to put out like obstacles, like using the broom, chairs and I used to like put out obstacle courses for myself and that's how I just developed the my skill Skills, yeah. for, for the game and yeah I've been um and then I started playing for the club yeah I actually had my first disappointment at the age of 13 when I went for zonal trials um I didn't make the final zonal um team under 13 and I still remember that moment like one of like the only memories stand I have moments. yeah standout moments when I was so disappointed that I didn't make it and my dad fetched me from trials and I didn't want to show him my disappointment. And we were, um, he went into the shop and I was in the car and as soon as he got out, I bawled. I cried. Like at the age of 13, I cried like someone died. I was so disappointed. must have been like, what? No, he wasn't there. I wouldn't cry in front of Uh, my dad. As soon as he left, left. I cried. And I was like, oh, in that moment, I realized hockey actually means a lot to me and I really want to pursue the sport. And since then, it's just been one heck of a journey, like, and all the way from when I'm 14 to now making my national debut at in 2012. And yeah, it's been amazing. You've had an, an incredible career that's full of uh, obviously highs and also lows and downs as well, like like any professional sports person. Um, being a pro athlete in sport, those experiences in terms of life lessons that you've learned, mm. uh, they're invaluable and you, mm. you'll impart those with the next generation, not only uh, of sports people, but also of, of future business leaders. Mm. You see, being a professional athlete in an amateur sport is quite tough. Yeah. I mean, It's the toughest. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, hockey in South Africa is not a professional sport. We don't get paid to play. So when you're trying to be a professional athlete, there's no one there to 
watch what you eat. There's yeah. no one there to um, monitor you on a daily basis to see if you're actually doing the training. So it takes a lot of uh, self-discipline to stick to the program and make sure you training and, yeah. and, and, and living that a professional lifestyle you need to live as an athlete. So that's very, it's tough and obviously balancing life at the same time. But yeah, it's, it's super fun. I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> you, you, you know, you've hidden something that's so important is that how, how much harder it is not being a professional in, I mean, every other country we look at that, you know, that's a part of uh, the opposition that, that becomes, well, that become your opposition. This is what they do for a living. Yes. They don't go and work and plow their trade at, for, in your instance, at Total Sports to, mm. to bring income in. And when it comes to touring and, and, mm. and then find a way to fund and sustain yourself. That must be, I mean, the determination and passion and love for your craft must be immense because, and you can understand to a degree why a lot of our talent don't want to play here, mm. why they want to, and it's unfortunate, sure, but it's also understandable mm. why they don't want to stick around, why they'll go overseas and spend their lives in Holland mm. or in the States, wherever, because they're appreciated there and they get to yeah. do what they love and get paid for it. Yeah. I know. I mean, it, it is it's tough, but I think that's why um, it's so. I'm so proud to be a national representative because I'm showing these youngsters an opportunity that if you do have a goal, say yeah. for example, to play um, hockey for South Africa, you can have this career. You can go to an Olympics. You can you can build a career outside of sport and and play sports. So yeah. yeah, I think that's just about giving hope to to the youth um, and saying actually stay in the country. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, look at the women's cricket team at the moment. Well, I was going like, to talk to you about women's sport in it's general. Insane. It's been, this has been, and it's going to be a phenomenal year because we've got a netball yeah. cup coming up in Cape Town in a couple of months' time. The focus on women's sport has been, I get goosebumps thinking mm -hmm. about it because there's so many people that have fought for this, mm -hmm. fought for a space in the sun because mm -hmm. it's been predominantly male and predominantly our, um, what you call them, you'd call them, uh, uh, you know, our, our primary sports, mm -hmm. the sports that get all the tension and love and we haven't had a spotlight an opportunity for other sports and specifically women in sport to shine mm -hmm. and this is the year and it's like know, it's, it's so hey i mean i was watching the cricket honestly, and i was like it's amazing it's it gives me goosebumps i get so emotional when i see um the support at the stadiums yeah. for these women and on on social media yeah. it's amazing like it's it's honestly the growth that we are now heading into yes. for women's sport is yeah. positive and it did look of a dim a few years ago. Did, yeah. So it's finally nice to see that um, we're getting the recognition we deserve on media. Yes. But also like people are going to the stadiums, which is amazing. Which is incredible. That, yeah, that's that's the, the best part. Yeah. yeah. When um, you became, and you remember getting your first uh, international cap, did you then go, okay, that's a box ticked for me. Mm -hmm. I have a goal of, for example, uh, Olympics. Do you, were you going, how far was the Olympics away from your first camp? Yeah. And was that your target in terms of, mm -hmm. I've got to be a part of this team, yeah. qualify for Olympics and get yeah. to the Olympics? So I'm pretty goal-driven. Yeah. I pretty much, I set my, my goals uh, for like three years, five years ahead. Got you. So um, when I uh, made, I actually went to the Youth Olympic Games, okay. uh, the first one in Singapore um, in 2010 and that's when I got my first taste of the Ugh. Olympics which was quite cool and then ever since then I was like yes I need to yeah. I need to go I, I want to become an Olympian yeah. um, so I do write my goals down and I do actively try to achieve every every single one um, but the Olympics has been quite a long tough journey for me so I made the team in 2012 just after the London Olympics yes. and then 
Um, the next Olympics was Rio. Yeah, I know. That was a yes. luck. And then, so we uh, didn't get set, uh, we weren't sent to uh, Rio. Yes. Uh, so that was four so years. So that was like, oh, then wait another four years for yes. Tokyo. So I actually only ended up going nine years later to the Olympics. Yeah. So because of because the pandemic. Yes. So the Tokyo Olympics was delayed another, another year. Another year. So it's like keep pushing hard your goals. Like this was supposed to be like just, a couple of years. It was crazy. So like, so we were, I was in the final selection for Tokyo and then the pandemic pushed out of here. So you had to train again yeah. and be fit again. Yeah. And, um, and under different circumstances. And up for selection again. Go yes. And train and get match time in. Exactly. So it was a tough time, um, but made it work. And then eventually you reached the Olympics, which was absolutely insane and an honor. Um, so yeah, and then have my sights on on Paris next year. Definitely. So um, it's always been my dream to become a double Olympian. Not that I'm yeah. chasing accolades, yes. just because yeah. I want to play, play correct at the highest level and yes. test myself and yeah represent the country. So it's exciting. In between all of the responsibilities, which would keep anyone busy for 27 hours in a day, um, you obviously got a massive passion to give back to the sport as well. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of young girls mm -hmm. that look up to you and go. Anita, we want to be like you one day when we grow up. And yeah. more so now than ever before. Yeah. More so now we've got young, driven females who are dying. And to, super talented. And super talented. Yeah. Are we seeing on a grassroots level enough being done for sports like hockey? Not quite. To be honest, I think there's still a lot of work to be done. I think school at school's level at the yes. moment, because you know every school has an astro now. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. School, That's true. Gee. I know school sport at the moment is flying yeah. and it's becoming so popular and the amount of money and good coaching mm. that schools are getting, I feel like the coach is the first place you start to make sure like the schools get good coaching to teach kids the right way or yes. and the right skills. So for me at school level, it's fantastic to see, I mean, with all these tournaments and super sports schools, live streaming all their games, yeah. it's, it's just another platform for hockey to grow and get more exposure. And we've seen a shortened format of the game that's taken off, yes. exploded around the world. Yes. That's almost, it's almost like the T20 yes, version exactly. of hockey exactly. that's made it exciting yes. for a whole different audience. Exactly. And that's exciting for the sport of hockey. Yeah. So that's you're talking about fives. Yeah. Eh? yeah. So that is exciting, a different game. Yeah. And probably another opportunity for someone who doesn't necessarily have the skills for 11 aside sure. to play fives. So it's, it's just great that our sport's expanding. What challenges, and we spoke about them already, I mean, you can go back and listen, being an amateur, uh, you know, in any sport at the highest level of that sport, when majority of the people you're playing against are professional, has its challenges within itself. But what other obstacles uh, are faced uh, as a woman in sports? And we spoke about that now it's getting more spotlight, but there's so many other also facets of, um, of struggles that you have hmm. being a woman in sport. I think, as I said, exposure is, is like I said earlier, is is one of them. I feel like you almost need to prove yourself before you you get noticed. Like the cricket team, when they started doing well and they started then all getting of a results, people are yeah. then people were interested and they started getting the funding they deserve individually and as a team. So I think if only brands and sponsors would back the teams from the beginning, you, you never know, like we might skyrocket even even further and at an accelerated rate. So yes. for me, I think that's one of it. Yes. And with hockey, it's so difficult because we're not full-time and we're not centralized. So it's so difficult to get the results we want to get. And obviously results speak. So 
when you're on the radio and they and they announce your results, you obviously want to win. Yeah. So when you keep losing, it's 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 really tough. It's but tough, yeah. I feel like um, there needs to be more storytelling yeah. for women in sport, and it's getting better. Yeah. But yeah, that's one I, of the. Stories. I love that, and if you are listening and you're in a position as a corporate to help out in any way on any stage of development uh, for some of the younger players, put your hand up and get involved because we're never going to find tomorrow's Quinita uh, out there without going and investing at in our young female hockey stars from a young age. Mm-hmm. This is what development's all about. And uh, to corporates watching and listening, we'd we'd appreciate your reach out. And there's great um, um, clubs, there are great organizations in which you can reach out and and connect with and find out a bit more about the programs they have in place. Mm -hmm. And back one that you believe in and one that resonates with you. You, and I spoke about this when we started, have this uh, juggling act of sport, life, eating Mm -hmm. well, all, it's balance, right? And it's so easy to say balance. When I battle to balance on a bicycle, uh, (laughs) Guanita balances all of this and is still able to stay healthy, stay fit, do do a phenomenal job with understanding people that allow you to travel the world. How do you find your balance? Well, first of all, you learn a lot about yourself. You have to get to know yourself, actually, uh, on another level. Um, you have to know, all right, can I wake up early in the morning? And, yeah. if, and if you can't do that, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, stop, don't beat yourself up. Stop trying to be that person that wakes up when you're actually not. Yeah. Or you wakes up early when you're not. So try to get to know yourself. Mm. And I always um, say quality over quantity. Yeah. If I had a long day at work and I and I don't feel like training after work, I don't put pressure on myself. Got you. I um, make sure to put that session in maybe later on in the week. Okay. So for me... Um, it's all about quality of a quantity and listening to your body and making sure you're in the right mental state to to do everything. And when your body says, I want pizza, do you listen to it or do you go, No, I can't afford to have that? I and mean, how much of listening to that body? I'm thinking I'm hearing you because that's very wise to actually listen to your body. When it says, I've I've had enough for the yeah. day rest my body's constantly asking it but me for things and I'm constantly, as you can see, giving in. It goes pizza, go, okay. I'm like, can I have a, there's no even battle for a fight back no, from my no, side. No. You have to fight back. Yeah. You have to have the mental strength. That's that's the thing that you've got. Yes, you have to have the mental strength to say no to yourself, like to quote, quote, some yeah. days. But you also have to have the mental strength to, uh, to um, how can I say, to, to train and overcome. overcome those, so, but those it's about finding that balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of mental, mental health has obviously been a, a, a major focus inside globally over the past couple of years. Uh, more so during the tough few years we had when we were all not allowed to leave our homes, where we were seeing family members diagnosed, suffering, dying uh, from a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health was under the spotlight mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, uh, the awareness, um, pretty much being able to talk out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a vital cog. And again, you know, I'm reminded again when I meet people that have are former players and it's always a strange, it's never the, the current players. The current players seem to be in an environment where they're around other people that are experiencing a similar or same situation. It's when you leave and your family splits up mm-hmm. that I've noticed that Professional sports people, when they walk away from their sport, Mm -hmm. even though they were a part of a family and it was easier for them to be in that space, it's much harder Mm -hmm. for them to mentally adjust outside of the professional or or the top sports environment because they're no longer there. So mentally and mental health becomes a huge issue because they Mm -hmm. battle mentally with where to next for them? Where? How do I fill this void that was my whole life? I can actually relate to that because... 
I think um, mental health comes in a transition phase. So I actually went through a bit of a um, anxiety period where um, it was after university and after being a student athlete, you know, that whole era of yeah. super, super busy. And you have to decide, okay, what am I going to do now? With So do I go play hockey overseas or do I find work experience? Like it was, it was a very tough decision because, you know, do you find work experience? Because, you know, later on in life you're going to need it or... Yeah. Do you go play overseas and become a better hockey player? Not to say that you can you can't do it here, but and through that stage, like through that transition stage, you you develop anxiety and and um. But I'm grateful for that experience because now I know at like certain like areas of life that I develop anxiety and I can identify yeah. it quickly Absolutely. and I can handle it. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I used to struggle with a lot of com like self-confidence when I played as a youngster because I played with all these amazing um, hockey stars in South Africa and I was super young so I struggled with confidence and yeah I just lent on on books and I lent on people and family support is really important yeah. but yeah I over time I've developed ways and skills to get into a zone if, sure. if that makes sense yes, yeah um, and it takes time yeah. and you have to be patient with yourself. But yeah, I buy so many self-help books and psychology books yeah. just to, whether it's like habits or resilience and yeah. stuff like that, just to read. Yeah. I, I, I'm a massive believer in exactly what you're saying now. I think a lot of people, you, you know, they, they, they've got demons that they keep to themselves for, for years. Uh, if you want to call them demons, it's just, you know, those spaces and, and blocks of trouble that, mm. they, that they, they carry with them for a long time. And I think that it's, to your point, it's okay to go through what you're going through. Mm. It's okay to say, I'm actually not doing well. I'm mm. actually under a lot of pressure. I'm feeling very anxious about mm. what the future holds. Mm. This is where I am. And then you'll be amazed mm. at how many people from family members to close friends to people that you didn't even expect mm -hmm. to be able to give you help are there to help you and, and play a vital role in supporting mm -hmm. you through what you're going through. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, do you have a, a, a specific way to unwind? Now we've spoken a lot about uh, the, the sports side. The, how do you, how does Juanita relax? It's weekend. You've got nothing on this Gosh. weekend, right? Yeah. Nothing. It's your, it's your choice. You can do, and let's say it's a perfect weekend. Yes. Sun is shining. You can do whatever you want this weekend. How do you unwind? And you don't, I don't want you to think about after. No, I'm such an indoor plant. <laughs> I too. But I love my home and I love to stay inside. Um, so besides hockey, I do love training okay. and I do lo love living an active lifestyle. So I will do something outdoors. outdoors and I will go maybe go to the gym or go run because I yeah. need that At consistency least. in my yeah. life. Yeah. So I, I, I would probably go walk or okay. Go hike or go yeah. to the gym, and then I'll go in. I'll go, and then go my, watch. I'll go to my house and watch sport all day, or I'll um, watch series. I'll read. I'll play. I like um, board games, card games, and I'll and I spend a lot of time with my family. Yeah, that's me. I'm pretty simple. So, the simple life. So that yeah. is happiness for you. That's yes. happiness. And on a rainy day, board games are like just the best. Honestly, it's the best. Like I just love being inside and watching a good movie. Mm. And watching sport and yeah. You can just sit and you just you know you have you you got no. nothing else but you and the remote and a whole afternoon of watching whatever <laughs> you want. I would load shooting, but you know, oh, no, exactly. that's enough. I've had to find another way to keep me entertained at home, but no, yeah. it's all good. Um young upcoming athletes, people that um, might not be uh, that motivated to keep at what they, they love. Maybe, you know, they've had disappointment in their life and they want to overcome it. A message for tomorrow's stars. I would say um, 
don't become stagnant or complacent. Um, I think there's always room to grow um, individually in all areas of your life. So make sure you keep you keep working on yourself, and that's important. And yeah, don't don't give up on your goals. Write them down and write down ways to achieve them. And yeah, I encourage you to do so. Yeah. What's next for Quinita Bobs? Oof, it's a busy, busy, busy year. You are. I mean, you know. I have a hectic hockey schedule this year in the build-up to Paris next yes. year. So it's about getting as much um, game time international exposure um, with the group. Um, hopefully um, getting super fit, staying injury-free. And I also have, f- obviously, work. <laughs> I love that. Like, after thought, oh, and by the way, I'm going to work. Yeah, well. hockey's my full-time job. <laughs> I work part-time. No, I'm joking. I do have a full-time job, so I'm looking to grow in that area as well and and hopefully start something on the side. So, yeah, I'm very, I'm very entrepreneurial-minded, so I would love to start my own thing in, in line with sport and yes. women in sport. So um, I have a few ideas and hopefully that will come into fruition this year. Yeah. We're going to start our own um, our own platform for anti-bullying for hockeys. It's going to, I'm just talking about, it's going to be called Sticks and Stones. Anti- oh gosh, okay. Hey, that's a cool name, eh? Okay. That's a cool Sticks name for, an, for anti-bullying in hockey. Sticks and stones for youngsters. That's a great name for a foundation. I'll give you that one, Quinny. Um, listen, thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you, uh, more of you on TV and getting more TV time ahead of and very important here being next year. Yeah. We hope you stay healthy. You look great. You look phenomenal. Thank You're you. beaming uh, you, which Thank is what we love to see. May it stay that way. May you be injury-free. May your health be amazing as yes, always. Thank and you so much. May you go and represent as you do so well, South Africa and uh, next year in Paris. Thank you so much. And yeah, guys, follow the South African Women's Hockey follow Team. Like, um, subscribe, please follow their journey. A cool bunch of, of, of um, girls of all areas of life and all ages. So yeah. yeah. Who's the who's the who's the potty animal in the team? Okay, hang on, we've got to end this over oh, this. The, the, the SA ladies hockey team. Who is the, the loudest in the team? The loudest. Uh we have a oh, we have a, a few. We love we're actually a bunch. We love dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's the DJ in the team? The DJ I would say is uh Tati Zulu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the loudest is probably Bianca Wood. <laughs> You guys don't know them, but yeah. Oh, and look, they are. Just follow them up. Follow them up. Absolutely. So, Aki Page. Listen, thank you once again. It's lovely to have you on this podcast. Cool. Stunning. Thanks for having me. Folks, like, subscribe, and join us again for another edition of Health Matters, proudly brought to you by Sipla. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. You've just enjoyed Health Matters with Sipla.